Fresh Art International presents conversations about creativity in the 21st century. This is Fresh Art International. I'm Kathy Bird. Today you'll meet Iranian-born artist Bahar Bebahani. In 2002, Bahar came to the United States for the first time to show her paintings in a traveling diplomatic exhibition. Since then, she made her way to New York and became an American citizen. Considering cultural and political differences, not to mention the 6,000 miles that lie between Tehran and the city she now calls home, it might not surprise you to learn that her paintings and videos explore memory and loss. Over the last four years, Bahar has been investigating the complex history, architecture, and meaning of the legendary Persian Garden. On view at the Hood Museum of Art, Dartmouth College, her solo exhibition, Let the Garden of Irem Flourish, reveals how a space designed for relaxation and reflection became entangled in international politics. That's actually very interesting for me, and it's my point of research the Persian garden within the Iranian culture is important. But what is more interesting is the way that the European travelers wrote about Persian garden and the language that they used in literature and in, in travelogues end of 18th century and 19th century is so romanticizing heavily the Persian garden. One description that I've read is enclosing walls, rectangular pools, an interior network of canals and garden pavilions, lush plantings, and this rational grid that uh, belies the sensuality of the, the plants themselves and the water. That's the interior space of the gardens. You said it so beautifully. And it's, uh, of course, like, the very main structure is what I described, and what you described is uh, through the centuries it evolved. And, of course, yes, another characteristic is that it's enclosed. So the wall around it brings so many other layers, politically, conceptually, spiritually, like where they, these gardens are located geographically and why they are enclosed. All that can be investigated, and I'm very fascinated about these structures. It's a privileged space, correct? I mean, it's not like everyone would have a Persian garden in their backyard. Absolutely. During the history, you can see that how evolved from the, a privileged private place evolved to being like a public place or the place for the demonstration and for the protest. So the Persian garden holds a metaphoric and symbolic place in the minds of an entire culture. So it's part of the culture. You talk with it. With it. It's like the poetry of your life. We've got the metaphor, we've got the imaginary, we've got the spiritual and the poetry. What about the politics of the garden? Locally, it's been a political subject as well as internationally. Through my research, I found so many brutal happenings in Iranian history that is intertwined with gardens or around the gardens. So the garden has its own political intrigue. You've described the gardens also as a meditation on colonialism. 
it's very interesting for me that the language that it came to the literature when the Europeans first traveled to Persia in the end of 18th century and early 19th century. And it was like the beginning of Orientalism. In your research, you made an important discovery about a scholar that you'd studied in college. So many scholars and archaeologists that went to the Middle East and to Iran as well, it's not surprising that we know that part of their work was like gathering information. This is not a new story that you learn. But when I was researching about one of these scholars, Don of Newton Wilbur, who was American and was the scholar that we were learning from him and his books about Persian architecture and Islamic architecture, and specifically his passion was on Persian gardens. And he's got this book, Persian Gardens and Pavilions, that it's been with me for years when I was in college and then after. So I started just researching on his life, and then I kind of like shocked when I found out that for all these years he was this spy for CIA, and not only just like a regular CIA spy, but he was the main planner of the coup of 1953 in Iran. I'm interested in how that betrayal that you experienced when you found that information about him, how does that mark the paintings? I struggled a lot to see how I can show this duality of his life and this and this fact. And so, of course, I have like some solutions visually how to bring this paradox, the beauty and brutality to this meditative, let's say, Persian gardens, and how I can, as you said, you mentioned the word mark, how can I mark that something happened that is really scarred these gardens? And so what I work with were the archival materials and specifically the CIA report of the coup in Iran, that it just got released for the 60th anniversary of the coup. So I printed them all, and then I realized that they censored some points. Those blocks were the point of like inspiration for me visually, that how I can bring them to the Persian garden. So You're talking uh, about typed papers that had whole areas blacked out that they didn't want people to read. Yes, that's true. That's true. And the interesting point is like the only documents that it remained from the coup and they released. It's the report that Donald Wilbur, this scholar, typed it. And it's a 200 pages report of the coup. And so it was like, for me, it was kind of like a romantic love story. My man, who was like the scholar for Persian Garden, could have all these duality and betrayal story within himself. The secret life. Yes, yes. During like the process of making these paintings, I realized that everything is about around this story is about coding and decoding. And then I found my own codes, I guess, that sometimes I brought it as another layer to how much I want to conceal or reveal. And I played with that. These garden paintings are part of a new exhibition that you're presenting at the Hood Museum. 
at Dartmouth College. And let's talk about the title of that exhibition, Let the Garden Aram Flourish. What is the Garden Aram? What is that? The Garden Aram, it's one of the oldest garden in Iran. It's a really important garden because it's also Aram means paradise. And it's this garden has been like very significant for Iranians through centuries. Again, in this exhibition, you're looking at the blurred space, the liminal space between personal and shared history. And you created this work when you were in residence uh, near the World Trade Center. I feel like the world knows about the World Trade Center, but the fact is that you were walking from Brooklyn to Lower Manhattan to a studio that was near the construction of a memorial to lives lost in a terrorist act of September 11, 2001 that destroyed the World Trade Center towers on the island of Manhattan in New York City. The place where your studio sat was in a tower. During like these daily walks that I do from Brooklyn to Manhattan to my studio, I have time to contemplate all these things. And specifically when I get to that area, the first thing that is really like still visible and it's kind of like heavy, it's the concept of loss. And I'm very familiar with that feeling. One set of paintings that's in the exhibition is described as depicting a hybrid space and that space that you were moving through to get to your studio and that experience of that sense of loss and new urban geography that's being created around you. And I was reading that you considered that the experience of just walking through that urban landscape reminded you of the immigrant experience and that search for a sense of place. That's absolutely true. And it's also at some point during this ritual of walking in that landscape that you described, I realized that there is no border because when you go through this universal emotion, you see that there is no differences anymore. And then I could just witness people that they're going around the reflective pools. That reminded me that the Persian pools within the gardens. That soothing power of flowing water. Then I started to examine that form. And the form just became so abstract and so minimal. And it came to my paintings more and more. You've described that in the time you spent in your studio in Lower Manhattan, that the studio itself became your Persian garden. <laughs> yeah, sometimes because I work very large paintings. Sometimes I work on like five, six paintings all together, like at the same time. So you can't find me <laughs> when you come to the studio. Now that you're no longer in that studio space, where do you hope to find your next garden? <laughs> that we will see, you know, where the universe uh, brings its garden to me. This is Fresh Arts International. I'm Kathy Bird. Today's podcast episode features artist Bahar Bebahani, born in the Islamic Republic of Iran. 
Bahar now calls New York home. Her solo exhibition in the Hood Museum of Art at Dartmouth College reveals the contemporary relevance of Persia's historic Garden of Iram. You see, Bahar discovered a tangle of poetry and politics and layers of memory and loss stretching far beyond the walls of that legendary refuge. Her paintings include marks of recently disclosed evidence that the Central Intelligence Agency was deeply involved in a violent 1953 coup in Iran. In the face of current events, these revelations of American deception and hidden political agendas seem ironic. We can draw solid lines from the increasing incidents of terrorism worldwide, the contemplative 9-11 memorial site in New York City, and high-stake business interests to the enormous barrier just erected by a new American immigration policy. The executive order blocks individuals from Islamic countries, including Iran, from entering the United States. In this restrictive political architecture, where is the garden? To learn more about Bahar Bebahani's work and hear other episodes in this series, visit freshartinternational.com. Help us grow by taking a few minutes to rate and review the episode on iTunes. You'll find us anywhere you go for podcasts. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at freshartintl. We'll follow back. Thank you for listening. Stay tuned for more contemporary art talk.